finds Draymond Green. Green to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Clay Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another edition of the Game Six Clay Podcast, off-season edition. It's your boy Gotham with my boy Matt. Matt, welcome back, brother. How are we living? How's the summer? Summer's good, man. No complaints. Uh, it's a great time to be a teacher, dude, in the summer break. Yeah, I got, hey, yeah weeks and weeks and weeks off. I got a few more before uh, summer PD starts, man. So it's it's going good, dude. How are you? Dude, doing great. Um, not in school anymore, so summer vacation is not a thing, but I'm um, <laughs> coming off a nice 4th of July weekend. Um, not restful. It was a fun, fun time partying in, in L.A., but uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun one keeping up with the Warriors um, off-season-wise, and obviously still um, we are the reigning champs, so you know you got to celebrate Ooh. that way, and uh, we've been doing so this summer. But um, let's just jump right into it, man. We're missing Chuckster on this episode. He's at the lake. Uh, Chuck, we miss you, brother. Hope you're having fun up there, um, and we will definitely have you on on the next one. Uh, but, Matt, we're back, baby. For off season, um, a lot of losses, um, some gains. But um, overall, man, let's uh, let's just jump right into the offseason. What are your thoughts on the Dubs offseason so far? Obviously, we lost GP2, lost Otto, uh, lost Belly, uh, JTA, Damian Lee, guys that – um, we're pretty integral in, uh, in winning a championship. Um, and I even, I'll put Damian Lee in there. Um, shout out D Lee for all my, for all my hate that I had towards the man, um, on the court. He's a great guy off the court, obviously, uh, brother in love of the goat. So, um, D Lee, all love brother. If you ever do listen to this, um, but, uh, you takeaways, man. Um, what, what do you think about the dubs off season so far? Yeah. So obviously losing, the biggest loss so far has been Gary Payton. Um, I think that's, I, in, I think we agreed. I forget. We had him and Looney in one and two in some order of kind of who needs to come back. I forget who was who. Um, just a tough loss, man. Just like an absolute winning player. The finals numbers kind of bore out that he was one of the two or three most important players in that series for the Warriors. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they recover from that. But he got a really good contract. So you got to be happy with the guy. He was three years, $28 million, which ends up being about 9 million a year, which that's like a good, you know, for a guy who is not stuck in the league at all, it's a sweet contract. So you got to be happy for him. Yeah. Um, but a big, big loss for the Warriors. And it's not just, I think, I think we all kind of agreed you Chuck and I, that I think he's the best guard defender in the league. Like I'm not, it's no shame to anybody else, but he was, uh, he was really good on jaw. He was good against any of the Celtics wings. Um, he was great, man. He was not, he was a great fit for the, what the Warriors do. Uh, I hope he's successful in Portland to the extent that, uh, they lose in the first round, but you know, it's, it's a bummer, man. Um, for Porter being gone, uh, you know, I think Porter's replaceable, man. I'm not gonna lie. It was a bummer. And we want to keep him obviously and kind of the same thing as Gary Payton, wherein, uh, the finals and the conference finals numbers show that he was a really, really impactful player. But uh, that is a position where the Warriors have a uh, young buck in Kaminga waiting to come on. So you lose him. You expected it. Uh, he got a big contract. And I'm not going to lie. He got two for 12 million, I think, which I like auto Porter. That's a lot of money for auto Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I hope, you know, respect to him. And obviously again, I, I've said it in the last pod, 
not slandering anybody from that team. And I have no reason to slander for it. My point is I'm only going to say good things about him. He'll uh, good luck in Toronto. Assuming, uh, uh, things go well. Maybe we see you in the finals. Right. Uh, but getting Looney back, that's huge. huge. Right. Big time. That's, uh, speaking of guys who were impactful in the playoffs, our, our guy Loon, man, Loon dog. He was, uh, 22 boards, you know, an important player in both the, uh, basically from the Grizzly series on where he was the Warriors third, fourth, most important player at, at worst. So that's huge. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing is this DiVincenzo signing. I'm curious, man. A lot of people are, he's coming off injury, had bad ankle surgery, uh, I think last summer or a year and a half ago, I think with the Bucks actually still, and hasn't quite been the same guy since then. But the Warriors are kind of betting on, betting on uh, being the team they are and giving the most out of guys. Were you stoked in that signing? And also give me your thoughts on what this team lost and what they've kind of gotten back so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, starting off with DiVincenzo, um, I, I like him. I liked him at Villanova. I've, I tweeted out, I love all those Villanova guys. Um, they're, just, they're just hoopers, um, smart basketball players. Winners, man. Winners. Like, you see, uh, when we had Eric Paschal, too, um, obviously had a great rookie year. Shout Villanova out. Guy. Shout out. Josh Hart. Um, I'm all a big fan of Ryan Archidiacono back in the day. And uh, obviously, DiVincenzo is on that championship winning team. And I like what he brings. He's a good shooter. He's a decent defender. Um, and like you said, he's, he's struggling with some health, um, ankle surgery and stuff like that. But again, the Warriors have proven that, you know, they they are that team to help guys like young players. And like we saw with Otto, uh, big, uh, big uh, payday um, after some injury, uh, injury luck. So I think for him coming into a situation where – he is that third, third or fourth guard, really, um, in a team that has some real good guard depth. And uh, to learn from Steph and Clay, um, he's not GP two as a defender, um, but I think what he brings uh, as a shooter, um, he, he's going to find a way to impact the court. So I did like that signing, um, and like you said, bringing back Loon, I think was huge. Um, and so the Warriors kind of made it clear who they thought their main core was um, going in. And I think we, we wanted to see GP two part of that. And uh, you know, time will tell if uh, how, how that, that off season is going to play out or that off season decisions are going to play out. Um, but like you said, man, losing GP two and uh, auto uh, going into the, uh, going into the last pod before um, all these signings started, we said that, uh, or I said that two out of these, those three guys, I think Loon and GP were my main two to come back. And uh, I thought that they, like you, like you said uh, on the previous one, they were the top two most impactful players in the finals. Um, obviously, a major, major reason why the Warriors were able to become champions again. And just stuff you hear from the front office about, you know, not wanting to spend. And uh, I get it. Like, I, I totally understand the uh, the tax implications of bringing back GP2. It was going to be astronomical in terms of what you wanted to pay going forward. And you've got the Wiggins and Poole contract extensions looming next season. So, you know, you can't you can't fault them for wanting to save that bill when they have a core that's been proven. Um, uh, and I think that was so different. Can I ask you do, yeah. you, do you believe that in your heart of hearts? Like, do you think the Warriors, do you feel like the Warriors cheaped out on Gary Payton? Or is this a reasonable, was that a reasonable loss considering the contract you got? Because I, I kind of go back and forth, right? Like, again, every dollar is multiplied by like five, six or seven, yeah. how it goes after a certain point. Um but I also feel like they got Looney on a pretty good deal. Yeah. Like they got him. I think the the projections we were kind of getting beforehand were like 10 million a year or so, three for 30. I think they got him for about three for 21 or 25. I forget which. Um, yeah, somewhere like that, 23. I think. I think it was three for 25, right? 25. Uh, so does it, does it feel like they're cheaping out here? We're going to have a whole um, discussion about this in a week or so or a few days, but that was just a huge loss, man. It feels like it's, it's, 
Are, are, is the front office cheaping out here? I guess is the question. So in terms of the GP two loss, I guess I would say it was a it was a logical cheap out. Um, and what I mean by that is, yes, I think especially since you got Looney for uh, a pay cut, like uh, like we thought, or we didn't think that we'd get um, Looney for for that cheap. You know, it, it, when your goal is a running back this next season, I know that you know going into next year, you're going to have so many more um, tax implications in terms of contracts, but I feel like there could have been a way to bring back GP2 on maybe a one-year deal where you're able to pay that, um, you know, or around. And it sounded like the Warriors low-balled him with an offer um, from what it sounded like. Um, I, I think they offered him the the exception or whatever, the six, six mil or whatever. And so for him, like, I mean, I have like, you know, as he's a 29 year old who's fought for everything in this league, get that back. Um, I, I have zero ill will to him not wanting to come back or whatever it was. Uh, but I think it was a logical cheap out just because the Warriors going into last season, they were kind of rebuilding that main court. You knew Steph was going to be there, but uh, Draymond, Clay, Wiggins, Poole, Looney, those guys, you didn't know how they would be able to impact the game. Would they be able to translate into a championship winning core? Um, and they proved that this season. So I think going into this offseason, knowing that that core is settled, you have those whatever six guys um, that are going to be able to uh, come on the floor every night when you're in the playoffs. They're going to be the ones whose backs you're riding. Um, I think that given as well the investment into the young guys with Kuminga, Moody, Wiseman, um, you know, they need to take that next step at some point. And uh, the potential is there. We saw it last season. They helped us out a lot in the regular season. Um, each of them had, or Kuminga and uh, Moody, excuse me, had moments in the playoffs as well where they, they showed that they they can take that next step. And um, for the front office to really be preaching about this two-timeline plan, now's the test. Um, so I get the cheap out. Um, I didn't like it in terms of just personnel-wise. Obviously, I think GP2 was um, – was that guy, but I think getting a guy like DiVincenzo, re-signing Loon, and you have a couple more roster spots open, four moves being made. Um, we'll get into guys that um, I think, uh, like Bo Cruz, man, uh, Juancho Go- Hernan Gomez, I think he would be a great fit. Um, I'd like to see uh, another vet, uh, you know, maybe like a Blake Griffin. Um, I know Aaron Baines, there was some talk about him working out for teams in Vegas. Um, so there are guys that you can plug in, um, but I think the bench this season is more so about developing the young guys more so than having guys that need to come in and impact winning right away. Um, so I'm not, I'm not totally against uh, the move, but I'm not liking the trend that uh, of what we've been hearing and what we've been seeing. And like you said, we're going to get into this um, later this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall the dubs have done what they can this off season to, you know, keep that championship team intact. Um, and I think the pieces they are bringing back, are more than well good enough to um, compete for another championship. So um, it is what it is. You know, it's, so, it's tough, but it is what it is. It is. And it's, it's hard. Again, you got to go back and forth, right? Because it's kind of what happens because it's, I feel like as somebody who follows and loves the Warriors, you kind of have to walk this fine line between understanding the like monetary implications of things, but also not giving a shit because, you know, the Warriors franchise has, has, is 50 times what it was worth uh, 10 years ago. Right. So it's hard to yeah. say you can say you get it and like, you got to cut costs if you feel like the owner is spending too much, but it's also okay to say, I don't 
give a shit because the guy's got money and if you don't want to spend sell the team and yeah, make, i mean at the end you of know days, you bought it for a hundred or how much 400 million dollars now it's yeah, 450 now, and they're, five, they're billion. Worth five billion so, dollars. And, yeah, exactly. And, so, so, and at the end of the day, like the luxury tax, and I get it because, like, the, the money goes to the teams that aren't in that luxury tax. And for the Warriors to have such a fat bill, you don't want it. Like, as a business owner, you don't want to be like funding your competition like that. And if, if for the Warriors uh, front office, if, if for them to realize that, you know, GP2 was not worth that extra, whatever, 25, 30 million in tax, that's, that's a decision that, you know, as, as somebody that owns a business, I can't, I can't, um, I can't argue with that in terms of just a logical reasoning. So I, I do understand the cheap out, but again, I do think they cheaped out. Um, on yes, it's both. It's both that you get it, but it's also like, Hey, you could, yeah. win, right. Um, hey, as far as, you know, you mentioned the youngsters, you mentioned the season. I think if I had to guess right now, I'm not gonna lie. The Warriors finished a three seed this year. If they finish higher than that next year, I'll be very surprised. Not because of the talent, but you mentioned the season's going to be kind of dedicated to, uh, getting wins but also developing which is actually we kind of talked about this last podcast how uh the last year was kind of the, the house money championship right they yeah. won that thing and this year is actually the year where it's time to see hey can these young guys step up and win i think this is a season this is a good time to do that obviously uh, i'm excited to see people have talked about moody as being the guy who's going to step up in gary payton's absence it's kind of like a defensive stud which i don't necessarily see but what i i do see in that absence i want to see Kaminga step in that role because um, throughout the season last year, randomly Kerr would toss him on, on guards, on wings. And that guy, can we have, you know, he's obviously probably a top, you know, he's 99th percentile athlete in the league. Yeah, that's insane. He, he shut down to Rosen, man. One of those games, he had some moments on, on a lot of different players. So I think as far as a guy, you can toss out there and say, Hey, go, go take four minutes on job, make his life hell. I think can we get next year could actually be that guy more than Moody. 100%. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Is there a, uh, is there a player next year who you are looking forward to watching? Those a young player next year who you're you're looking at and thinking, "Hey, this might be our next our next guy." Um, it might not be the young guys that we have been talking about um, in the last couple of minutes, but the one I'm looking for is Jordan Poole, man. I think Jordan Poole. It's it. This next season is his is his year to take that leap if he hasn't already, um, which I don't think he he hasn't even scratched the surface of what kind of player he can be. Um, for him to come into the role that he did last year, you know, kind of tailing, uh, just in between the lines of coming off the bench, starting with Steph out, Clay out, and really kind of embracing that role when, um, especially when a lot of those, when the starters were out, um, with Jordan Poole kind of running that team, the confidence, the swagger that he plays with, um, the athletic 25, has, four and five or something like, like that. He's, man. A, crazy. he's a bucket and he can pass. And he can shoot. And for him to, if he can improve on the defensive end, which I think is going to be a point of emphasis, um, not only from like himself, but the coaching staff um, development team that the Warriors have um, touted for, you know, the last few years. I think that's a big point of emphasis for him going into this season. But if Jordan Poole can take that next step and again, just make life easier for Steph and Clay, which he did last season, um, in the playoffs, obviously he's up and down. He had a great series against the Nuggets and it kind of felt like after that series, he kind of had his ups and downs. Um, he had moments, um, obviously in the finals, took him a few games to get adjusted again against the Mavs, took him a couple games, but, um, overall, like Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is going to, is the kind of marquee young guy of this. He's the first kind of flower to blossom, I guess, of this make up young guy ownership, whatever. 
Um, so for him to take the lead next season, and again, Clay is going to be coming back um, with a full off season. So he, I, I, I think Clay gets better. Steph, obviously, we know what he brings. Um, so to have a third guy like Jordan Poole, it's kind of a combo of them too. For him to take that next step and kind of become a nightly 20, 24, 20 to 24 point guy, um, which I think he easily can do. I think his minutes are going to step up. He's in whatever role he steps into, I think he's still going to be that six man role. Um, but again, he's, it's going to be a contract year for him. Um, so, and we know how, we know how players ball out on contract years and guys that, um, it's been, it's, I mean, the history shows that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you, if you're that guy, you, uh, you ball out in the contract year. So I think Jordan Poole takes that next step and he and Kuminga are the two ones that I want to see, but I think Jordan Poole, um, is going to dictate really how, how well this development plan is going to come to come to fruition. Dude, I kind of think that Jordan Poole is going to be the first guy in a minute to average 20 off the bench. That's my guess. Uh, I, he'll really start money on, that. on that note. So is, is a season where Jordan Poole does not win sixth man of the year next year, kind of a disappointment. Look at what, looking ahead, looking at what the Warriors uh, could be doing. It feels like, again, this is coming from a Warriors fan podcast, right? Uh, but in my head, it's, it's like this guy is head and shoulders above the Tyler heroes of the world, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And it's not, to me, it's not quite close. And so, Next season, I'm looking at Jordan Poole should be getting 30 minutes a game still, right? At least, like right? he's getting all steps, steps minutes on the court and 10 of Clay's or so, uh, 10, 15 of Clay's minutes off the court. It feels like he should be in that 20 point per game range, like you said. And on that note, he'll be getting some starts because the Warriors have no, if Steph plays more than 68 games next year, there's zero, he's healthy. That's a problem, zero right? He should be doing that. So that guy should be a six man of the year next year, man. Money on it. Uh, I lost that most improved player bet, and that that one was a little that was a little controversial. But this six man of the year one, I, I like I like our chances with JP. Um, but for you, Matt, who do you who do you think? I know you mentioned Kuminga, you mentioned Moody. Um, are those are those the two guys that you want to see? You know, take that next step because I like you said, um, getting or not really replacing GP two on the defensive end, but kind of supplementing that with uh, Kuminga's offensive growth, Moody's ability to score. Um, and play defense. Like, what? Who are who are the young guys that you want to see take that next step? Because that, like you said, that that's what the regular season is going to be about. Yeah. So for me, it's it's as of now, it's it's Kaminga, man, and it's just because again, you, you very rarely watch. You're watching the most athletic league in, in sports. You know, or one of them. You know what I mean? In the NBA, and you you don't really often see guys who you're just like, oh shit, that is something I have not really seen before and Kaminga's had some of those moments so far where I'm like whoa this guy is probably going into the league as talented as as any 19 year old and he's got he, on the same nose pool I feel like he should be a 16 point per game kind of score off the bench next year next to pool and those two guys should be the best bench duo in the league as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. um, like short term and long term I think by the end of next season if things go well, we should be looking at Clay and Draymond thinking like, hey, is these two guys best role uh, after next season coming off the bench? It should pull and Kuminga be in those spots going forward because if that's the case, I think the Warriors in the championship next year, right? The Warriors, they, they didn't sign anybody, right? They've got DiVincenzo, but other than that, they haven't added new players. So um, he should be a guy who, you know, he comes off and he should be closing some games with, at the four, three, out and five. Uh, he should be... He shot 35 or 36 percent from three last year, man. That's that's yeah, I mean, his first year for a guy who supposedly was a broken jumper shooter going into the season, right? So that's the guy for me. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I think again, 
by the end of next season, if he's not challenging for a starting spot going into 23, 24 season, things have gone wrong. But if he is, I will say things have gone quite well. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And I think, like I, like I said earlier, I think this, this season is the test um, for uh, this Lake of ownership group and Bob Myers, um, not necessarily as a, not, not necessarily Bob Myers, but more so Lake of, um and this ownership, because this is what they've been preaching. Um, this two timeline plan, um, they got bailed out. I mean, like we can, like you said, as a house money championship, um, they, they got, they put together a team, especially like we said, with those bench guys um, that we lost, um, they put together a team around this core and specifically Steph to at least compete for a championship. And now they're putting that role now on these young guys. So the development of these guys is going to be crucial in terms of determining if the Warriors run it back for number five. But um, from what we've seen last season, from, from the hype of the development crew and just the huge question marks surrounding James Wiseman, who, um, you know, as we kind of get in summer league a little bit, is going to be the guy that you're looking for. And I think Wiseman is not going to have that same level of impact in terms of uh, a leap that we want to see from Poole and Kuminga um, and Moody um, for sure. But um, for Wiseman to be a seven foot athletic freak um, at, and just run in the rim, being able to shoot, um, if he's able to stay healthy and just kind of learn how, how to play again, um, like we saw in the, his rookie year, he had some tough moments. Like he, it looked like he didn't really belong on the court and it's kind of tough. I mean, he played how many games did he play? Like nineteen games, something like that. Um, Before the season, no, uh, like or is, rookie season. Oh, no, I think he played. He played more than that. It was nineteen games or so before the rookie season. I think he played thirty, forty games that year, right? I don't know. He, he didn't play a lot, and he had three college games under his belt. He had whatever. Like in, he came out of high school as a freshman in Memphis, like three games in college. So for him to, you know, kind of his development has been a lot of rehab and a lot of. Uh, scrimmages. So for him to kind of just learn how to play as a big man, playing with all these talented players around him to find that niche. But for him, all he's got to do is come in and be that seven foot athletic freak that he is. And I think that that unlocks another thing too. So, um, you know, there's a lot of upside with these young guys. So I'm not, I'm not knocking the ownership for their plan yet. Um, I think, you know, running that uh, victory lap before the finals was a little too uh, premature because um, we're not even in the season yet. Um, so this is a year to, uh, to look forward to in terms of these young guys development. Um, and the first step in that is summer league. Um, and I'm gonna lie, like we, there's a lot of hype around this Warriors summer league team. Obviously Kuminga's playing, Moody's playing. Um, you got Patrick Baldwin, uh, Wiseman's going to be there for a few games. What's your outlook on the summer league team? Are, is, are the Warriors, are you, are you really concerned about summer league? Are you, is there anything you're looking for? Or is this just like, all right, just go out there, hoop, Stay healthy, get 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 in shape, and just keep the bit development going. So no, as far as summer league goes, concern is not a word I would use. Uh, I mean, the only thing that would oh, sorry, I dropped my my camera there. Uh, only thing that would make me feel concerned is if these guys were bad, right? So if Kaminga somehow went out there, it was not good. I'd be like, okay, this is not a good sign, right? Uh, but no, I'm, I want to see Wiseman go out there and look like an NBA player. Right, I don't care. He doesn't need to look like uh, he doesn't need to look like Hakeem or uh, Admiral. Right, he's got to go out there. Exactly right. He's got to go out there and look like uh, an NBA player. That's all I want to see. From I want to see Kuminga play a game. One game, I wanted it to be like one of those things where, hey, this guy does not belong out there. It's got to be, hey, you played your game. You know what? This is a waste of your time. Let's get you back in our gym working on things you got to work on because you were too good to be here. Right. 
And Moody, hey, Moody, go go again, same thing. Go be a good, good, good player out there. So no, uh, I'm not concerned with it. I want to see those guys again. If they look bad, then I'm concerned, but I don't anticipate that. Um, Marcus Thompson had some some cool tweets today talking about watching the Warriors come in. Said Wiseman looked pretty solid and said his touch looked better. And Marcus Thompson's not a guy that mince words. He'll say what he thinks. Um, said Kuminga looked like I think something like on another level compared to everybody else out there. Which again, that's what you want to hear. I want to see Kuminga play. I want to see him play twenty minutes in one game and just look like the best player on the floor, and then not see him again. Honestly, um, Gotham. I think you and me are kind of on the same page of this stuff where we're not draft heads at all. Yeah, so, it's the one where uh, we need Chuck, but I, I'd I love to see Baldwin out there and look sweet. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch. This is, it's that was ball, right? But I'm, I'm going to watch and hope they look good. But um, mostly, just want to see those guys, the, the guys who are going to be um, players in the rotation next season. I want to see them look good. Yeah, no, I mean, I hear you, bro. Uh, I think I have zero expectations for league. Like, even if if Kuminga and Moody and uh, Wiseman, I'm a little, I, I'd be watching with a little bit more. Uh, Mm-hmm. criticism but for Kuminga and Moody um their their development is just starting right now in terms of the offseason um they're coming off a year their rookie season where they made it obviously they've made a championship run it's what three two to three weeks after the the season ended um they took some time off um so this is really they're just kind of getting their feet wet again getting back into basketball shape so realistically I'm not even concerned uh in the slightest if I think Kuminga and, and Moody in terms of talent wise they should go out there and dominate but even if they don't I'm not going to be like, oh, this, you know, this two timeline plan screwed. Uh, you know, they have to training camp in September, October, and then the entire regular season develops. So this is kind of just there again, their feet wet again. And um, you expect great players, uh, especially great young players, to dominate against their own, uh, I guess, age, I guess, if you want to say. Um, but again, if they don't, and for whatever reason, um, nothing that we've heard suggests that that's going to be the case. But um, even if they don't, like, I'm not. Not inter- I'm not terribly concerned. I, I do want to say I, I do want to see uh, Patrick Baldwin. Um, obviously, just not like you said, we're not draft heads. Um, but just to see, you know, that's that next that next step of this. You know, is he part of this core? Is he not? Um, but for me, Wiseman is like you said. I want him to see. I want to see him be a competent uh, floor runner. Um, just being able to uh, work in the pick and roll. Um, obviously he's got a great shooting touch. Um, we saw that as his rookie season, but can he be that defensive guy? Um, that's that rim protector and, uh, just what, what can they, what can he, what can he go into? Can he build, can he get some confidence to go into, you know, the summer and training camp, um, to build something off of? So, um, can you, so be, they, can you be a backup big for a good team? For, yeah, exactly. That's and it. that's it. Exactly. And I think, you know, Wiseman from what we've heard and what we've seen, it sounds like the the team is also pretty excited about what he's going to bring to the table. So until, you know, until, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold off my judgment on these young guys till all-star break next season, to be honest, like there's um, in terms of, you know, how they're going to impact the game, but my uh, Wiseman specifically, I want to see him be competent. Like you said, um, but you, you are really good at this. Is, I'm not giving you shit. I swear. I <laughs> make funny of me over a lot of times. I think, there's a certain point where, like, dude, half the shit you said last year about, like, I'm going to wait it out and see how it goes. Charlie and I made fun of you, right? Like, you're calling yeah. that. You're homer, homer I, I, I called a championship, stuff, bro. I called a championship. No, but, no, but genuinely, stuff like that, dude, where it's like, where it's like, hey, you know what? Long, long-term outlook stuff, you are you are very patient, my guy. <laughs> it really, I appreciate it. I've said this the whole, it's the beginning of our, our time working together, man. 
it pays off listening to you, dude. So I just want to say, I'm going to take on that same mindset. I'm not judging uh, Moody and Wise and Kaminga until uh, All-Star break next year. I'm going to take that pack and hold me to it, right? I hold you to it. Hold me to it, man. Because sometimes, like you said, I, I do get homerish. And, uh, but realistically, like, they are, like, they're 19, 20 years old. They're younger than us. Like, it's hard. Like, they're, they're playing on a defending championship team. And um, that's what the regular season's about. So they got time to develop. Um, they're just starting. Um but like, just, uh, you know, just enjoy summer league. Like that's, that's fun. It's hoops. Um, summertime, there's not much sports going on. The giants are struggling right now. So it's tough, but, um, you know, hoops in the summer is always fun. But before we get into our kind of key point of this off season, which has been, uh, Kevin Durant, um, taking in, um, all the headlines. Um, let's have a quick word from anchor, Matt. I think I missed that for over a couple of weeks. So let's, uh, let's get a quick word from anchor and we'll be right back guys. Thanks for listening. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back, Matt. Thank you so much again from those, for those words from anchor anchor again, send us that Venmo, man. We'll keep saying it. Um, just let us know if you need a new, uh, new Venmo handle, but, uh, before we, uh, before we go on that break, Matt, um, we uh the elephant in the room, Kevin Durant. He's kind of taken over the NBA storyline. Um, just kind of where this offseason is going, what could happen this offseason for so many different teams, the Warriors included. Um, so I know that you uh you had some thoughts, you had some questions. Um, like you said, so I'll let you take it away, brother. Yeah, so it's just kind of looking more and more like this is not like a zero percent scenario, like I think I would have thought uh four days ago. You know what I mean? I would have thought, like, hey, this yeah. is, there's no way in hell this happens. Um, different things keep popping out. Mark Steins at his reports, the Warriors make some calls. Zach Lowe today on his podcast was basically saying the Warriors are open to it so long as Steph signs off. KD is open to it from a trade standpoint. Um, mostly, especially Zach Lowe is a guy who's as plugged in as anybody, right? Uh, so I trust that guy. Um, so I think we got to get out again. I think to be very clear, guys, uh, I'd, I would prefer this did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, that feels the same way, right? But uh, here's here's the case for KD, right? You're getting one of the best five players in basketball right now. You're getting a guy who you know has been a part of championship teams before. Um, he and Steph at this point still probably make the best duo in basketball if they're if they're a team Hands together. Gotham, let's say let's say you're Bob Myers, right? Uh, I want you to. I want to ask you some questions, right? What's the most? Let's say you are into this deal. I'm gonna be very clear. Gotham hates this deal. Gotham wants to fight Kevin Durant back I'm on the Warriors. I'm 100% against Kevin Durant coming back. But for the podcast, for the content, let's get this going, Matt. As Bob Myers, that is intrigued. Let me. Uh, you're big. Tap you're six eight, Bobby man. Oh, yeah, you know how yeah. big Bob Bob Myers is a big dude, He's, man. I don't know. Hey, man, put him on the court sometimes, bro. Let him, let him run out there. You see a lot, man. You see a lot. So. What's what's the most you're giving up right now? Let's say the Warriors call and say again, you are up for us. You have to be up for it. You can't say I'm not doing it. You, you're Bob Myers, and you've changed your mind. You are up for it. What's the most you're giving up right now for KD? So, you know, it's hard. I think for me, like we mentioned earlier, I think the two blue chip prospects that we have are Poole and Kuminga, and I really, really don't think that a that ownership wants to get rid of those two just for all the talk that they've they've gone in um but b i just think what they bring to the table say you are able to get a kevin durant you add another guy like jordan Poole. honestly even if you give up kuminga for kd i'm not for it but as if i was into the deal i think jordan Poole is the one guy that you don't get rid of um i just think that his ceiling is so high um what he brings to this team 
uh, what he'd bring to a team with a KD on there, um, with a lineup of Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond, Jordan Poole. Um, just the offense uh, is there. KD obviously being seven foot, Draymond being the defensive guy that he is. Um, I think that team just is shooting for a championship. Um, but I don't see that deal happening without Jordan Poole, Kuminga, Wiggins, um, Wiseman. Like, there's just so many prospects and players that the Nets, rightfully so, want. Like, you heard, like, what the Suns are trying to get out there. They're sending them Johnson, Bridges, Aiton on a sign-and-trade or whatever it is, and picks, and that's still not enough. Like, I, I while the Warriors do have the best talent available, I'd say, maybe, you know, Toronto has got could put together a decent package, I think, uh, New Orleans can as well. Um, but the Warriors are definitely in the top in terms of the, what they can offer. I just don't see that. I just don't see the value of a 34 year. And don't get me wrong, but before I say this, no knock on Kevin Durant. Um, like I said before, what he did with the Warriors will never go unappreciated from me, from most fans. Um, his greatness is never in question. He's a great player, one of the all time greats, but he is 34 years old. He is played like 90 games over three years. Um, can he help you win 16 games of playoffs? Of course. Is it worth giving up the next five to seven years of this franchise for a shot at three, two, three rings, four rings, whatever it is. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a hard bargain. And that's one that I personally would not, would not do. And I don't see, and like you said, like you said, Mark Stein or whoever was a Zach Lowe said that, I don't see Steph Curry signing off on this. Um, as much as Steph is a, uh, you know, uh, you know, first time it was uh, they were coming off a seventy-three win season, lost in the championship um, against LeBron James and the Cavs. And the more I look back on getting KD at that point and getting him now, you're coming off a championship, and I just don't see Steph signing off on that. I think he knows that he's entering, if not not entering, he is in his athletic prime. Um, we're seeing it; he's stronger than ever. Um, the jump shot's not going anywhere. He's able to score at will. Um, I, I just don't see Steph, the competitor in him. I, don't, I just don't see him signing off on getting KD back in the fold, just knowing how everything played out the first time. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. I actually hadn't really thought about it from that. I had, I was, you tell I tossed in there, which Zach Lowe did include. But yeah, that's interesting because there's, there's also just got to be these like, social dynamics, right? Wherein, like, at least I've talked about this before, Katie, he, yeah, man, he came into the house, he added a, a new beautiful bedroom, uh, and then he, he left and he, you know, he punched a hole in the wall on the way out, kind of yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Uh, the house is better off for him having been there, but, you know, we got to take care of that damage. The Warriors didn't take care of that damage. Um, I, I, I can't get past the idea that this guy wanted to leave. You've since, you've since recouped in the way that you've, you've achieved the pinnacle of what you do as, as your job. Um, also, Got you're supposed to be Bob Myers, man. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to be Bob Myers wanted the trade, man. And you just, you just talked yourself sorry, off the I edge totally on the talk, phone. It's okay. I, I'm sorry about that. Right. Uh, but no, but like, but like you said, um, like just knowing what happened with KD, like the fact that the package that you would have to trade to get KD is everything that you put in to rebuild what, what happened when KD left. That makes like, just from a, like that standpoint, it seems just makes zero sense. It seems so inappropriate, man. It's like, it's yeah, like almost it's sickening just, in a way where it's like, you, you, you've built up all this since this guy left. Now it's like, and just hey. the, right as he's available, like, come on. And it's so disingenuous to guys like Wiggins, Poole, Kuminga, Moody, like just these young guys who, who were helped. Like we don't win a championship without Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, point blank. Like those dudes 
deserve to have a chance to run this back and be a part of this for the future. When that is the that was the plan going into last season. That was the plan, you know, going into the finals. Going however that shook out, and obviously winning a championship just elevates just what this team can accomplish. It just makes zero sense to me. Like so, I, I don't. I don't. Let me ask how you this. Far this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. Let's say you're talking to Sean Marks in the phone, Bob. All right. Uh, and the deal on the table is Wiggins, Wiseman, Moody, four firsts, and some swaps. You're Bob. If I'm Bob, like, I consider it, I guess. But, like, you got to do it, Bob. I got, I got it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just, I, like, it's a third, like, man, like, you know what happens with KD on the floor. I'm not, I'm not saying that the team becomes super top heavy, probably again, a favorite to win the championship. But again, we saw what happens with, one injury to the team, the, the depth of this team, which already is not going to be, which already is reliant on so many young guys. Um, and you're trading away all that to get, you know, six players that are, have won championships together. But again, you need those role players to win a championship in 2019. That's what happened at the end, you know, Clay and KD got hurt. Um, Steph put the team on his back, but you just, you had Alfonso McKinney, um, Quinn Cook Ooh, playing, gosh. playing, crucial minutes in the NBA finals like that. You don't, you don't want to be in that situation again. Like, yes. So and also relying on the, my, my, my point is, are you relying on the health of Kevin Durant for the next four years? Can you, cause Not if you that, are, man. if you're relying on the health of, of Kevin Durant post Achilles and Clay Thompson post ACL, post ACL, like, are you relying on the, on the health of the, of guys who've gone through some tough, tough injuries or not even just a basketball, but just in general, like those are tough injuries that are recovered from regardless. Like so for them to come back and be able to play at the highest level is insane. Or how, like, I just don't see the sense in mortgaging that future for running back. And like, as much as people might not agree with me on this, the 2019 Warriors, that Rockets team, they were able to switch everything. They started figuring out the once KD, before KD went down, the Warriors were, in a dogfight with that Rockets team, they were close to blowing that game five at home. They've had a lead, blew it. Um, it took like Steph, Clay, Draymond kind of getting that back together. And um, I just think that having three years of being able to scout what this team can do, not saying they're not going to be a great team. Like obviously they are. They have some of the greatest players of all time. But when you come down to the to winning a championship, to getting over that final hump, do you trust them to, to make it all the way there? Like in terms of health-wise? I don't see that, man. Like, I, I just think that the the insurance you get with Wiggins, Poole, Kuminga, Moody, like just those guys, and we haven't seen what they can accomplish. They've had one full season together. Like, do you really want to blow that up when you know that you can have this team continually getting better, not only just this season, but for the next two, three, four years, whatever that is. And I think that the in terms of championship window, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't move the needle. Either way, you're going to be competitive. Now it's about setting yourself up for – that post Steph Clay Draymond era, which again, you're in a great spot to do with these guys on the team right now. So I, I was going to ask you if it came down to it, right? And also the deal I presented is like, it's one. It's a good deal. I'm not, don't you But also it's just never going to happen, right? Not gonna happen. You're asking, you're asking for one of at least, uh, you're asking for all the young guys, pool and coming at least one of the two, if not both, I was going to ask you, uh, who out of those two you protect and you said pool, which I don't blame you one bit. I think I probably, I might go the opposite direction just because I think Steph, I think pool long-term, I have a hard time breaking into a, a really prominent role playing Steph ahead of him, but that's a different mm-hmm. conversation. Fair. Um, but either way, those two guys are out the window and you talked about it too, man. In 2019, 
we saw the guys on the floor, right? We saw the guys on the floor with prime Draymond, prime Clay, right? And as much as prime we loved, Iggy, prime Iggy, prime Iggy, Dollar, towards right? the end of prime Iggy. No, great. he was incredible. He's, he's awesome, man. You, you, you go down, you, you sink in that shit, man, every time, right? Um, that's not the case anymore, man. If you send out, again, this team has not made free agent acquisitions, right? And you can kind of get away with that when you're, you're, uh, the rest of your cast is probably Clay Thompson, who was on who's on on course for you know a fifty point game the the game he got hurt in Toronto, yeah. right? Uh, prime Draymond, who you know wasn't having his greatest year, but you know we saw Draymond have a defensive player of the year quality year this last season. But that's what you had at the time. Now you don't have that. Now you have KD post injury, who's played ninety games in three seasons, right? And so if and when one of those two guys gets hurt, if there's no Jordan Poole, no Kaminga, no Moody, no Wiseman, no Wiggins, right? This team, it's not even, it's less deep than that team and these guys are older now. It's just not worth the gamble. The only, the only thing is to make this still work is the fact that Steph Curry is still one of the three best players in the league. And so that was, that was a kind of a failed exercise in this, right? But if, if, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, if, I, if, I, if I, no, I was in Bob Myers' seat, uh, I think that this would be an easy, easy play. But no, I mean, I, like you said, bro, like it just, it, it, it comes down to as a fan and, do you like if what I hear when people are trying to get KD and um, you know sell the farm for him? I'm not saying that you're less of a fan or whatever, like like in terms of that mindset. But it, for me, it's, it just tells me that you don't trust Steph Curry to get this done again. Like you don't have like you have, in my opinion, the greatest point guard to ever live, top five, top ten player of all time in his physical prime, where. As a 34-year-old, that is – KD's the same 34, but he's on the – I feel like he's on maybe towards the tail end of his prime. It feels like Steph has a few more better years left in him than KD does at this moment, you know, barring any injuries, whatever. Um, but it's, it, it tells me that you don't you don't trust this team to run it back with Steph at the helm. I just don't see why – what changed between winning a championship three weeks ago and and KD requesting a trade or whatever this, this noise has been um, – like I let it, let another team sell, sell the farm for him. Like it's, it's fine. And we saw what happens. Like the Nets sold a farm or not sold a farm, but like they had KD and Kyrie, they had a top heavy team and they put together pieces around that and come playoff time. They won one playoff series, bro. Like that, that should be telling. In terms so of what it also feels like team. in any scenario like this, right. It's one of those things where the Warriors are going to have to give up more than everybody else. Cause they have more than anybody else. Right. Yeah, and so, I, in my opinion, right, Scott Barnes is incredible. He's going to be a multi-time all-star. He's going to be uh, probably all-NBA player. Again, same thing, multi-time all-NBA player. I think that highly of Kuminga as well. I think the guy has got yeah. a ceiling through the roof. Uh, I think Poole is going to be a multi-time all-star. In this deal, like you said, you said you're not getting away with this without putting both those guys in a deal, right? You just can't do it. You can't, man. Like you said, KD just had the worst series of his career against Boston, and I get it. Everyone says... It's Kevin Durant. You have to look. And I think you do have to look, right? And again, if that first thing you I make, you make Moody the call. I'm not saying the table, of course, man. Make the call. But you you can't. This is this team, especially now in 2022, 2023 season, it's not at a point where they have the luxury, especially after a lackluster uh free agency of giving up 100%. their their depth for a guy like KD, who is you know, just given the last three years, right? And also respect Katie gave his Achilles to the Bay, right? Hundred percent, like zero. But zero he's going to get hurt. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. And also, again, showed his ass on the way out. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like it's it's hard. 
I think Pete, like in terms of the brand of basketball that that would be played, we know what those four guys can do in terms of Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD, um, whoever that fifth person is, didn't matter, JaVale McGee, Zaza Pachulia, whoever that was, Andre Godala, whoever you have out there, like they are going to play winning basketball. They're going to play a beautiful brand of basketball. They can't play 48 minutes for a hundred and some games. That's just, I don't see that ever like just playing out. Like there's somebody is going to get hurt at some point and my money would be on a guy like KD. Like he's not, not saying that, you know, wishing any ill will. Or I hope he's healthy and everything, but it's just in terms of what we've seen the last three years, like he missed like, what was it? 30 games this year with a, with a knee injury. Um, oh, at least man. Yeah. Like, and so it just makes zero sense to sell the farm. I do think that like a team like the Pelicans though, um, speaking of like, now that we are on this KD topic, um, I think that, um, the Pelicans are actually a sneaky dark horse um, to build. Or you guys, you can build around CG. You, you give up BI, um, you know, some uh, some ancillary players and some picks. I mean, I think you can build around you can build around CJ Zion, KD, um, and genuinely have a again. KD wants. I want KD to go to a contender. I want to beat him in the playoffs. Um, I just I don't see him. I don't see him coming back. I just find it weird that like both like there's been so much chatter with even the players being all right with this and like I don't know if that runs me the wrong way in terms of just like, as a competitor but uh, I'm gonna cut you off man I'm gonna cut Gotham off I know I know it runs you the wrong way <laughs> I know it does yeah no hundred percent runs me the wrong way it's just weird <laughs> hearing like uh, you know hearing Draymond talk about oh you know or not not to say Draymond is the first person that came to my mind but even like just these reports of you know uh, guys being open to a reunion. Like yes, but like I just like are you kidding me? Like that's just you just want a championship. How is so that here's, competitive? Here's how, how I think that? of that, man. It's like when you break up with a girl, or she breaks up with you, right? Yeah. You're you're heartbroken. She leaves you, it did not end well, and then she comes back to you and she says something like, you know, things are going well, you're chatting for a minute, you run into her somewhere, and she says to you, What happened to us? And you're like, yeah, Wait a exactly. minute, no, no, no. You you <laughs> exactly. like you 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 ruined this. You you happened to us. That's like what I think of this whole kitty thing as like, no warriors, like no Steph. Craig Clay, like this guy wanted out, man. Yeah, like, like, he left you like, guys. It's like you're talking. You've been talking to a girl, and you know it's been going great. I just know where she goes to. Shit happens, and then like so it's like now you're the one texting her, like yo, actually, you know, we could you find out she's single again? You're like yo, could go out. Like, are you kidding me? That's just soft. Um, so I mean, I, I, again, I don't see this happening. I I still think that there's like a less than one percent chance that. I don't even know if KD gets moved, to be honest. I think the Nets are going to play this out for a while. Um, I, I think they're going to wait for their best. Again, KD has four years on his contract, too. So four years, man. And, like, if you're talking about, like, uh, like Joe Lake of spending money, you got you got KD for four more years, and you got Steph, Clay, Draymond. Um, and then you got – you want to pay – like, you're talking about luxury tax. That's that's That bill is going to be incredibly high. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't see it working out. Um, but all the best KD, man. I, again, I think that the guy is, um, for what he's done for the organization, respect two championships, two finals, MVPs, but that's it, man. We had, we had a good time. We won two without you. We're going to win another two without you too. Um, so like, I, I just don't see it working out. I just don't see it working out. Yeah. Same page, same page overall, hundred percent. I just, it's, uh, it's, I, I can, the analogy I just used is all I can say, man, you God, can't, you can't take this guy back. And you also can't, it's like, if you were to trade the girl you met in the meantime for that, for that Who's girl, good for girl who she's fantastic, got potential. Man. she's, you know, it's she's, she's early in the you. relationship, but you're still, you know what I mean? You can't, it's you that, can't do don't it. Don't go so, back to your ex, man. Don't go back to your ex. 
that was see guys that was that was our attempt at like trying to see the devil's advocate side of this we can't, we can't, even can't get, we can't do can't. it man i'm sorry there's no we if, tried and we failed this guys we tried and we failed to make this work bob if i was bob myers i like i said i failed miserably at that one but um we beat that shit to the ground that i think if anybody's listening to this or whoever is listening to this you guys know where we stand on the uh the kevin durant saga um, but before we get out of here, Matt, are there any, there's so much going on in this off season. Um, and right now we, uh, we, I know we talked about this before the pod, but Joe Lacob came out, uh, on the Tim Kawakami podcast and, uh, dropped some, dropped some, uh, you know, some financial stuff. Some talking about competing, not competing. Um, I know we want to, we want Chuck on this episode where we really dive deeper. We're going to listen to the podcast and get our full takes, but, um, I know you had some quick, uh, quick rapid fire thoughts about Draymond, Laker, whatever it was. Uh, why don't you get those out and preview this, uh, preview this next episode that we're going to be recording? So over the next two years, the Warriors are guaranteed that a lot of the players that we love right now are not going to be here. Um, you know, it's it's looking like the Warriors are going to have some choices to make, and there's going to be it just there's are right, and there's going to be some cap increases in the meantime. So maybe that saves everything. Who knows? But. Uh, just previewing the next podcast, I think I think Draymond, if we get to choose between choose one to go out of uh, Wiggins, Poole, Draymond, Clay, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, salute, salute, DPOY. Uh, we we love you. You are a legend. You made this team what it was the last nine years. You were here, uh, but I think uh, if one's got to go, it's got to be our guy Draymond Green. But we're gonna talk about that more next week. Hundred percent. Uh, don't want to don't want to spoil anything. We're gonna we're gonna have Chuck on this episode. Uh, Chuck's gonna get me back from the lake, get his thoughts on a little bit of this off season. Um, but that that Tim Kawakami podcast is a must uh, listen for us three uh, because we're going to go to town on Joe Lacob. Um, I already tweeted a little bit about it, um, but uh, the fact that the, the one the one soundbite I already heard was um, he was talking about you know not. Uh, willing to pay if this team's not competing. Um, I don't know how you say that when you're the defending champs and you've got Steph Curry on the roster. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's all I'm going to have for this one. Uh, Matt, but any last second thoughts before we, uh, before we call it, th- call this one a wrap? No, man. I mean, that was, that was fun, dude. I'm glad. Again, it's, it's, if you have any of the, uh, anybody listening who's part of the, uh, it's freaking Kevin Durant. That's not what the phrase you see, right? It's freaking Kevin Durant. It's freaking yeah. Kevin Durant. Get out of here. Hey, show them this, please. Give it a listen. Uh, I don't think we need freaking Kevin Durant back again. Respect you, Katie. I, I think I keep saying that, right? It keeps sounding as if it's half-assed because it is, uh, you know, thankful. But again, the, the it's freaking Kevin Durant crew, give it a listen. And I think you will no longer be part of the it's freaking Kevin Durant crew. Totally agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for everybody that's, that's looking for more off-season content, come look no further. Here at the games, he's clay pot. We're going to be, recording every week um just our thoughts as this offseason unfolds it's a fun offseason guys um we're two three weeks in got summer league you got a lot to look forward to with these young guys um we're gonna be getting a lot more uh a lot more content as, as training camp comes in uh, but other than that guys thank you so much for listening as always um follow us on or twitter uh, follow me and matt and charlie um on twitter um we're always gonna be tweeting on there just uh, and stay tuned, guys. This next episode is going to be a fun one. Um, so please uh, come back and listen. But until then, we will see you on the next one. Peace. 
And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference final for the second straight year. They eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.